Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar So, Nick, I want to start off this week by thanking you because we were talking about gambling the other day since it was week zero or what? I don't know why they call it week zero of college football season, but you said I'm taking, I'm teasing Hawaii (laughs) and the under. And I, and I was like, "Did you even tease it, or did you just parlay?" I, I, well, I, I know I took the I took the over, by the way. Uh, well, nice. and I also took uh, Illinois, but I checked out of that game when it was like ten to seven or something like that, and I was like, "Ooh, feeling pretty good." <laughs> and yeah, as you know, that went. That went downhill super quick. I was watching a movie with Britt, and then I look at my phone. I'm like, "Fuck!" What was it? 56, 56 to ten? It, it was sixty-three. <laughs> it, it ended up sixty-three, but they scored like forty points in the third quarter. I was, I was Neil was because like, I, I bet on Illinois as well. I was feeling yeah. pretty good. And then uh, Neil was like, "You're gonna take Nick's bet?" And I was like, "I don't know. I need to look into Hawaii." So I actually, because I'm still COVID stricken, I was like. What is Hawaii's schedule and roster? Like, did Looking some research, and chart. I was like, hmm, Vanderbilt's going to win. <laughs> well, speaking of, well, thank you for uh, putting my mind on the game, at least, and then giving me the uh, the advice to go against. Uh, but <laughs> Just go against whatever I say. <laughs> Nick, Nick, what are your picks this week? <laughs> uh, Nick, this is your final week on Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you, and final week on the pod, we always ask our guests, do you play an instrument? Yeah, you see behind me right here. It's uh, I, uh-huh. I, I play exclusively the uh, acoustic guitar. Nice. And how long have you been playing? Uh, I started in high school. Uh, my buddy had one, and he was trying to teach me how to play Stairway. And then I remember he mm-hmm. got he got in a fight with his girlfriend on the phone, and so I spent <laughs> the rest of the night just being like, okay, I guess I'm doing this, and uh, that's <laughs> that's how I. Uh, learned how to play the guitar and then I then I learned very quickly that it was an aphrodisiac <laughs> and then I learned uh, yeah. when I got to college that that dropped off very quickly because all of a sudden you're that <laughs> fucking guy and <laughs> I was like oh I'm that guy so then I, uh, yeah, I uh, so you're like you're like sitting in the dorm just like hold on man just playing my scales yeah. and then people are like God, can you stop playing stop. <laughs> my <Yeah>. scales <laughs> No, I, I, you're like guys. I'm gonna take the guitar down to the quad with a blanket. Yeah, I play. I'd always play Iron and Wine, Great Heights, mm-hmm. and it was uh-huh. that was that was. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. It was a game over. That was uh, that was a good <laughs> one to play, unless you're oh, at a yeah. party or anywhere in not just a one-on-one situation. Yeah, it was, uh, it's an after party. Yeah, <laughs> when less people were doing lines like behind you, and they were like, "Okay, I can deal with this now." <laughs> Now, now it's okay. Oh my God! You know how to play guitar? How? What? What else do you play? <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think happens when uh, we die? Yeah, I'll, sorry. Well, so, so, so <laughs> the Iron and Wine is your go-to. 
it was then. I that was great. Um, but just classic rock. You know who we uh, who we have tonight. I've I've been learning some of his stuff. Still love playing. Wish you were here. Like I know I feel like that's mm-hmm, such mm-hmm. like being like you know smoke on the water. Um, but <laughs> it's I just love playing that uh, that that solo in the beginning. It's a lot. Oh of fun. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's great. I mean, it it, and it's so it's time. so easy for for even like somebody like me who doesn't really ever pick. Yeah. I just strum. That's the thing. I like uh, picking songs. Like I like playing like uh, uh, Norwegian Wood. Like some things yeah, are just, yeah. like, yeah, just yeah. fun. Uh, Dust in the Wind. I love like, nice. <laughs> it's, like <laughs> it's a great little progression. How do you learn? Do you just go to guitar tabs like everyone and just are like, okay, got it. Yep. That's it. I uh, never took lessons <laughs> and I just, yeah, it was, it was tough back in the day too because people were just would upload like fake versions of it for the hell of it and it was like <laughs> it was like this isn't even fucking close but <laughs> oh, yeah okay well the, the the musical instrument playing uh, of mr nick wagen right there um now speaking of uh, another old school thing is uh sylvester stallone and in my covid quarantine uh, we were blessed with a new stallone movie called samaritan on amazon prime and it's not good <laughs> it's actually bad there's a great line where he um, throws a bomb into a room, and as he's walking ar- away, he says, "Have a blast." Oh. Is, oh There's only one man on earth that could pull it off, and it is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh. So I was thinking in our Mary Booth kill game that we like to play here if we could do that with stallone movies what would you pick to to marry booth and kill neil why don't you actually no well nick you're you're our guest why don't you tell us what stallone movies you would marry booth and kill yeah uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go straight to kill and i think i think this is most people you know what i'm gonna say you know what i'm gonna say right there, there, uh, there's two in my mind, but let's see. Rocky Five. <laughs> Tommy. Uh, yo, Tommy. Tommy I ain't heard Gun. no bell. Uh, yeah, ding, yeah, ding. I, that like, <laughs> sh- like it's it's like one of those things like you can like watch now and be like, wow, this is comically bad. But I remember just <laughs> watching it and being horrified. And especially like if you watch it right from four, you like there's like oh yeah, that's a drop off. It there. just doesn't fit. Yeah, you, you got if you're watching them in a row, you kind of have to. Honestly, at this point in life. I'm going two, three, four, and I'm good. Oh, I still got to watch the first one. Well, that goes that goes to Mary, and it's the first one. Bes- ah, and uh, Mary. it's like because that because that domestic violence scene is so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You're like this is what I want my marriage he to be just, like. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves her so much. He's just so passionate. <laughs> no, it's because of the turtles. Uh, he loves those turtles. <laughs> Uh, he still has, you know, he like, those are the, is it one turtle, two turtles? No way. They're, really? Yeah. Still alive. That's wild. Yeah. And then, uh, what am I, what am I fucking, uh, Demolition Man. Uh, uh, right, right to my heart right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I love that movie. That movie's amazing. <laughs> It's, I think we're in the age group. If you find someone that's like, eh, I don't care for it, you're like, eh, no, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, I that movie was such a big thing, and like, I don't. When did that come out? Like ninety four, ninety three. I just remember it was on all the cups at the at the like fast food restaurants. You got the extra large at McDonald's, and it's just mm-hmm. like boom. My orange drink is Wesley and, and Stallone. Wesley's it, cool hair. 
Yeah, I was like, man, I wish. Yeah, a little, little Sandy Bullock, like, you know, a little cute Sandy Bullock. Yeah. No, wait. It's, Sandy Bullock's in that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Who calls her Sandy Bullock? <laughs> I, I, I did. Sandy I did. In her in in old, 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 old days. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy Bullock. Bullock. Do you know her like, personally? <laughs> oh, well, you know, Sandy. She goes, Don't we all feel like we know her personally? Now? We Come do. On. She is uh, America's hero. <laughs> uh, okay, Neil, what you got? All right. Well, I have to. Uh, I have to marry Rocky Four. <clears throat> it's just okay. such a such a place in my heart for that movie. I mean, I was at the perfect age. I remember just being at like <clears throat> a sleepover at my buddies. We were up all night just watching it on repeat, eating PB and J, just like shadow boxing all <laughs> night long. I get it. That's Throwing awesome. helmets at statues. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a great so choice. Good. Um, I'm gonna pity boof. Lincoln Hawk from over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pity boof. Uh, he's such a pitiful he, he, man until, he, until he turns that hat around. Uh, game over. And I'm going to attempt to kill Tango and Cash, but I don't know if I'm going to make it out. I don't know who's going to make it. Ooh. <laughs> I, think, I love Tango uh, and Cash. I think that's. I do love it. I just wanted to bring it up. So that's why I'm going to. I just needed a mention. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I See, I'm. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Rocky Three because we had it taped like we had we had taped it off the TV on VHS, mm-hmm. and you know fast forward through the commercials obviously, uh, and and watch it over and over again. I, I I do think that's probably the best Rocky movie of the five. If you go back objectively, watch all of them and are like it moves. It's not like one and two are a little slow. Four is kind of like a music video. I mean I love mm-hmm. them all. Five is what you said it is, although the comic value is, is, is worth it. But three is just boom, 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 boom. There's two matches with Clubber. It's awesome. And Mr. T is just top form there. And Stallone, the amount of steroids Stallone is in his own in three is is something to behold. Yeah, him in the three um, and four, it's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're like 80s. Steroids in the 80s was like Coke in the 70s. It's just like people were just giving them out. Like, you want some steroids? Yeah, yeah, I'll have some. Yeah, he looked ridiculous. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, that, three, so you go, but you you still think two, three, as, as Rockies go, you go two, three? Um, Yeah, I think two. God, there, there's just such a, two gets really slow at some at one point. But man, the from the moment she's like, just win. To when the bell yeah, dings, yeah. it's just some of the best Rocky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe my favorite part of any Rocky movie. Um, and and one is like a great movie. Movie. Um, yeah, it's the only one that's actually like a, a, a film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a film. Yeah. But it's pretty fucking slow. Yeah. I, I'm gonna fuck. Uh, I was thinking about fucking the Suicide Squad, but he's just not in it long enough, and he it's his actual body. Oh my he, god! He, yeah, right. he, he voices the shark, dude. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going with I'm going with Nick. I had uh, I had Demolition Man because it was just kind of a big that and Judge Dredd were both. But Demolition Man, I think I enjoyed more than Dredd at the time. Uh, but they were both around the same time. So D- Demolition Man, I'm gonna nice. fuck and then I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Stopper. My mom will shoot because <laughs> yeah, a because the movie sucks mm. but also because he hosted saturday night live which i don't know if you've never seen it you go back and find some of the clips because he wasn't a good host but he was it was funny to see him because he was such a big star to be on saturday night live you know mm-hmm. you think saturday night live it's so big but like 
he was almost like transcended that. Like Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. was never on Saturday Night Live. Bruce Willis wasn't never on Saturday Night Live at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, like action heroes usually aren't. Like Keanu Reeves never been on Saturday Night Live. So like, uh, <laughs> there's a scene and like somebody gets shot and they're like, stop, stop, and he's like, what's wrong? Do you need me to do anything? And they're like, stop, 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 or my mom will shoot. Sucks. <laughs> at the time I had just seen the movie <laughs> I don't know it kills me I, my brother and I quote that to each other to this day uh, <laughs> that's you know I don't think I've ever seen it um, but it you're not don't <laughs> it seems like it seems like it's always seemed like a fake movie that you'd see in like the Simpsons <laughs> like <laughs> yeah they just well, pitched it they're like it's almost like yeah somebody was just like dude you you know, you're pretty funny, man. You should do a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they were like, never again. Actually, that person was wrong. It's basically like the Jeremy Renner cover of The House of the Rising Sun. It was just like something, there was not someone there to say no. I have yet to listen to it. I haven't written down. It just says Jeremy Renner, House of the Rising Sun. Damn it. I, I, I had successfully forgotten about that. Uh, <laughs> successfully. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to remind you. And uh, and on that note, <laughs> you were listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. And this week we are talking about Warren Zevon, specifically uh, his song Lawyers, Guns, and Money from his 1978 album Excitable Boy. Written by Warren Zevon and produced by Jackson Brown and Wadi Wachtel and released on Asylum. This song is just rock and roll. It is so <laughs> fucking cool. And it's it's one as soon as I hear that that clicking come in, I know what the song is. Like you know that like, like a game they play where it's like a hurdle on that, that app? Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, all yeah, I have yeah, to hear yeah. is like one click. And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and, uh, I'm in it. And uh, it's just, you know, talk about like the blues was this idea of like a bad situation and you make it a song. This is just like, shit's fucked up. We're going with it. You know what we need? Lawyers, guns, and money. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're taking this at face value. I like it. I like Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. There's no, I mean... It, it's a face value thing. It's just like we're having a good time. It's it's the '70s. Everyone's coked up. Uh, we're yep. rich and famous. We can just get out of this shit, maybe. <laughs> but, and we're gonna have a good story to tell. For sure. I mean, I, I I like that aspect of it too. Yeah, that's great. We can go a little deeper if you guys would like. We don't have to. <laughs> you know, we won't we won't focus just on the guns or the money. We'll we'll get into the lawyers portion a bit as well. You know, I. <laughs> I was never super familiar with him outside of uh, Werewolves growing up. I mean, I definitely heard this song, but mostly through covers in the first 30 years of my life, I would say. Like, uh, Widespread Panic covers this, and they were a big thing when I was growing up in the South. And then in 2010, I went to see the band Dolls. And it was I've talked about that mm-hmm. show on this pod mm-hmm. because Bill Murray was standing behind me at the Troubadour. And then Mike O'Malley, the guy from Guts, was standing right beside me. Oh, man. And... and they played this song during the encore, and I didn't really know what they were playing. And Michael Madden was just going crazy, you know, doing the white guy dancing, and like, yeah, man, yeah. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, lawyers, guns, and money, bro. Words, <laughs> Avon, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> I, I watched the Dawes, Dawes perform that. But, like, you know, 
either way, and then I kind of went back and listened to Zevon's version. I was like, okay, maybe I've heard this, maybe I haven't. But, like, it, it's a super fun song. Like, I mean, it's theatrical to the point of, of comical at times. Um, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> And it's a situational song, which I really love. Like, I, I try to write those all the time because they're just a lot of fun to fuck around with lyrically. It, but the song for me, I mean, like, it's just all about the rhythm. And, you know, it, that's what draws me in. That's what keeps you in. It's the catchiest part of the tune. And, and But, like, I do love the fact that, like, the song is just very tongue-in-cheek. Like, even the rhythm in how they're playing it and how they're producing it is, is mm-hmm. tongue-in-cheek a little bit. But it still rocks. It's almost like it has the right amount of cheese. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, I, I almost listen to this as a borderline comedy song, like, yeah. like uh-huh. in, in a sense, except for the fact that it rocks. So, uh, you know, and I think that's why, that, why the song is memorable. And um, I also say this might be our first foray onto the yacht on, on Pocket Yeah, it's Rock yachty. Rock. It's yachty. Um, I, I definitely think this song is hilarious. It definitely has some comedic value to it and uh just warren in general is like such a unique figure in rock like because of songs like this werewolves it's just so fun to listen to you can tell they're having such a good time and even this i mean this recording sounds like they just took it in one take or it's very live and you can almost you can almost see like the stomping and winking and like yeah just did it man just they're really grooving out on this um and yeah, I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, I feel like um, in some ways Warren is like the king of misadventure rock. Everything's yeah. he's always making like <laughs> making like something fun out of a horrible situation. Yeah, yeah. He's like um, a he's like we, a if Bob Dylan was like a, like a goofy uncle that spent his twenties <laughs> doing like really bad decisions. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. This is like your drunk uncle that's like younger. It's not like mm-hmm. you're. Sibling, your parents like older sibling it's like the younger sibling that's closer to your age and you're like god you're a mess but i do feel like it's maybe like the, it's the way it's written and just the, <laughs> the the spirit of it i feel like dylan probably likes this song i could hear dylan yelling this you know oh, yeah. yeah i feel like it might be a lot of uh trump's children's phone calls might involve some of this <laughs> same narrative yeah D- dad get dad get me <laughs> dad, out of here and he's like who is this yeah. what? i have kids that's true <laughs> That makes oh. me that makes me a little sad, and also the yacht. Josh was laughing because when you said the yacht rock thing, I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> hey, man. Um, I, I, I love yacht. I love yacht rock, but um, I don't know. Maybe I just had a revelation that this is like, it's kind of uh, white people music. <laughs> I was gambling in Havana. I took a little risk. You know, I, I didn't know that Jackson Brown produced this but in Waddy Wachtel, but, like, it's just, it makes so much sense after hearing it. I'm like, oh, my God, yes, this is just right in. Because I listened to this album this week, which I had never heard the whole album before, and it's all such, like, sincere, like, piano, overly long, not catchy, like, songs that, like, have, that are written really well. But they're very in that Jackson Brown vein of like, oh, mm-hmm. God, stop boring me. Because when they do have songs where they're like, you know what, let's stop being so fucking earnest and like play some rock and roll. Mm-hmm. There's a way they do it that's very white and kind of cheesy, but it still sounds great. And, and you know, maybe that has something to do with the 70s and the coke and like the way they produ- produce it. But it's just such a Jackson Brown 
kind of thing. Although yeah. this song, it, it's so wild listening to that album because this song and Werewolves of London just sounds so different. Than, there's one other song that kind of sounds like them, but that's more of just a groove. I don't know. This song, you could maybe argue, is, is, is a groove. But it, it, it's it a just, groove. It's so, that's for sure. They're having so much fun. Mm-hmm. They go from the most boring piano ballad bullshit to this, which is just like, you want to just be like, dun, dun. I mean, but again, it's so white because it's like that crossing that line of like, you just be cheesy marching. You see the big hair and the bell bottoms and them just like you said, Neil, just like winking at each other. Like, like yeah, yeah, let's get it. The mustaches, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, ex- <laughs> Excitable Boy is a very strange one. I know we, we won't get too far into the album, but the song, it's, that's, it, he has a knack of Again, being re- kind of dark. Well, actually, Excitable Boy is super dark because they're like, they're like Excitable <laughs> yeah. Boy, and then he's like, and then he raped and killed her, da 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 da. And you're like, what? <laughs> There's some demons. This guy's got a lot of fucking demons. Yeah. You know, or had a lot of demons. Rest yeah, in rest in peace. But I, I think, um, generally, though, I don't think Warren Zevon gets enough credit for, as far as the rock and roll goes and things like that. And, like, it surprises me that. I don't know, as far as as being a storyteller in, in rocks, especially, like, he, I don't think he gets the appreciation. Yeah, no, I don't think mass, just mass popularity gets enough credit, but I think musicians-wise he does. I mean, I yeah. did just see The Dead, and they closed with Werewolves of London, so that was pretty sweet. Well, That's cool. Yeah, I mean, and I think his, it's just his, his like, canon is really, like, three songs that are really well-known, yeah. right? You know, so there's not just, like, but they, which is so weird, because I mean, they all get a lot of radio play, and like you, you, or I don't know, I actually don't know if this song got any radio play. I mean, Werewolves got plenty of radio mm-hmm. play, but I, I honestly just can't remember if this was on classic rock radio. Do you guys? I don't. Yeah, it was. I, it was in Cleveland, ninety-eight-five. Shout out again. Um, ninety-eight-five. You know, it's funny though. Werewolves, I think, was absolutely murdered, and so was uh, Skinnered by uh, uh, Kid Rock. Oh no! Killed. I, it pisses me off now. Like I, like. Oh, my God. He, oh God, he does that. That what you know oh, that what no, you know no, that one he, song. Uh, yes. Whatever that fucking yes. song. I even like. I've, the first time I heard it, he yeah. combines the two: "Sweet Home Alabama" and "Why." Yeah, it's just like, ugh. You, why did you do? It may this? be worse than Jeremy Renner's version of "House of the Rising Sun." Yeah, it was like finding out that Bill Cosby is such an asshole. It was like <laughs> I had like the same gut feeling. Like no. No, no, no. Um, well, you know, leave it up to Kid Rock to ruin a lot of good things. You know? yeah. <laughs> like music in general. Almost, I almost walked away from music just entirely because of Kid Rock. When, when Paul Witta came out, you were like, I don't know if there's anything left for me here. <laughs> you know, I actually, I love that. And uh, Cowboy. Do we ever tell you, I, you had Billy on. Uh, do you know the story about what we used to do with him when he lived with us? No. So he didn't realize we could have. Uh, we could program the Alexa to play music at like just like <laughs> from our phones. So he'd be downstairs like playing video games, and all of a sudden he'd hear "Cowboy," <laughs> and he'd be like, "What the fuck?" He'd be like, "Alexa, shut up!" <laughs> it took him a few days to be like, "Are you guys doing this?" It's like, "Yeah." <laughs> you... uh, oh man, there's nothing like Alexa ghosting you with. Uh... Kid Rock, Kid Rock yeah. Cowboy Baby. Um, <laughs> back to Sorry, uh, back, back to long, back to Warren Zevon. Yes, I'm down on my luck. 
your song. Let's talk about your favorite part of the song. What is it? What is your favorite part of the song? When he screams, down on my luck for the second time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. it has that weird, like, modest mouse kind of twang. Like, he just, like, yells yeah, like a voice crazy. Cracks. Yeah, like yeah. a crazy person. It's I'm just down. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I love it. His his delivery in general is is it's something to, to behold in this song because I was I was looking at the lyric I mean there's less than like a, I mean there may be like eighty words in this lyric it is it is really really short mm-hmm. and he so he really elaborates and gets super theatrical yeah. on every line like it's, the the ha's and the hey's and the huh and he's uh-huh. it, like getting like his Elvis karate chop tone <laughs> like behind every line you know yeah actually that yeah. <laughs> I, I always imagine him like kicking something over like a keyboard and then something like the keyboard just be like, man. <laughs> Come on, man. What'd I do to you? Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely say the ha is my favorite yeah. part of the song. I mean, because he really is diving into the, the chasm of cheese there. Yeah. Just really embracing it. Yeah. Like, he really gets it from his diaphragm though. Like, really. Long. Yeah. Yeah. But even like when he's just doing lines like "How was I to know?" Yeah, I mean like <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I, he's just very operatic sometimes with it. You know, who, I, I saw Father John Misty at the cemetery, the cemetery a couple weeks ago, and he I, I almost feel like when I hear Zevon singing, I feel like Misty is taking the theatricality like mm-hmm. in the same way that he uses it. So mm-hmm. I almost picked. I know he's playing piano in the song, but I almost picture him like on one foot. With like the mic cord wrapped around his hand, you know, like I went with the waitress, <laughs> you know, and just yeah. dancing around the stage uh, in that '70s way that 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 you would do, and even like the the bridge is so strange when he's like, and I'm down on my luck, and he just repeats and repeats, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the song, there's just the stops, mm-hmm. <laughs> and lawyers, mm-hmm. guns, and money. Like, he's marching. Mm-hmm. It's just a very dramatic yeah. Uh, yeah. vocal performance. And I, w- I would say, um, and anytime you can use the line, the shit is at the fan, and pull it off, it's, it's a win. I, and, yeah, he does it very well. Um, yeah. And, Dad, those two taglines, yeah, I mean, just me in terms of, of those, Dad, get me out of here, it's <laughs> hilarious. It um, is. I mean, that is, that's where the comedy really shines. It's just like, you... Little fucking rich kid. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, you get into the song, right? And we can move it to the lyric a little bit. Like, I went home with a waitress the way I always do. How was I to know she was with the Russians? So, and you're like, why are you in fucking... Yeah, is this a, are you a spy? Like, where, yeah, what, what's going on? Where are you? And you find out he's in Havana. And you're like, why are you in Havana? Do you work for the government? And then, and then it gets to that like kind of punchline of, Dad, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a rich kid who got to go travel over here and fucking go home with waitresses and have some fun. And now I need yeah, to... Yeah, total play, my- playboy, but like, yeah, rich kid, jerk. But for a while, you, I, I think of like Hunter S. Thompson and his stories of him mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. just floating mm-hmm. through life, doing stupid shit. And somehow surviving it almost is like he's saying which this is tongue-in-cheek as well is the i'm i'm the innocent bystander like I, what did i do wrong <laughs> you know what am i doing wrong i'm in cuba where i'm not supposed to be i went on with a waitress you know and now i got myself into some trouble yeah this might not do well in this era if it ever if it came out because it's so like the old privilege thing is just like mm-hmm. yeah just rich guy does whatever he wants and then oh, lawyers. This guns song and reeks money. of white privilege. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that's why I, a middle class white suburban kid, 
loves it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're like right up my alley. Sucks. I relate to it in every way, except for the the rich kid part. Um, I was uh, yeah, I was the youngest, so maybe that's also why I like it too. Because like my parents were just like, oh, he's whatever. <laughs> You'll be fine. You're fine. You'll You're be good. fine. We've done this before. Yeah. Don't, don't don't get hit by a car, <laughs> Nick. Uh, when I looked at the um, watched some live videos and then saw the album cover, I. I almost felt like you wanted to pick this because if you could pull it off today, I feel like his '70s style is what you would, mm. basically, what you would, yeah. what would rock. Absolutely. Is that Ab- is that is that what's what's going on here? Absolutely. Is that he, the, the secret behind the song. Yeah, he looks like a grungier Elton John, maybe like if. Oh my like, God. Yes, he looks like, like a straight Elton John. Yes. Yeah, and just like hey, he's got glasses on all the time, he, like coming out of a bar at like 7 a.m. kind of look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, heavy, like wide lapels, probably some oh, velvet, God. you know, velvet blazers mm-hmm. for sure. It was a perfect time uh, for Red. Oh, perfect time for style. And just like sh- everything about <laughs> it. In a sh- that him in like a shag carpet and like uh, mm-hmm. one of those like, those like uh, drop down like uh, living rooms. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Send lawyers, guns, and money. The shit has hit the fan. Let's dig into the music a little bit. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, it's really just all about the rhythm, and I think what makes the song rock is it has to be the guitar, right? Well, there's a couple guitars going on, and the bass is really funky. It's great. The bass is all over the place in this song. Just doing, boom, like, really kind of, really holding it down. But, yeah, I mean, the guitars are great. The uh, I love just the, the wailing of the guitars, the the bends of, and then there's that part oh, in the yeah. middle where he just, he keeps bending and bending for, like, You, you talk about bars. at the end of the bridge? Yeah. Like, yeah. at the, uh, yeah. when, yes, I'm, yes, I'm down on my luck. Uh-huh. He just fucking kicks in. And for me, that's when the song is like, oh, shit, this really fucking Shit's rocks. hit the fan. Yeah. At a certain yeah. Yeah, and, but up until then, it's groovy and it's it's kind of absurd what he's talking about and how he's singing it. But then that, that like that guitar at the end of that bridge, yeah, really. And the, for the rest of the song, it's just on a like coke bender with how much it's playing and how long it's just fucking holding on to every yeah every little yeah that that bendy guitar. That's it seems like it's not the most prominent part of that song but it feels like hypnotic it feels like mm-hmm, yeah. like mm-hmm, oh yeah. shit's gotten real like a grenade's gone off in the in the room <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah well it becomes for me it becomes the most prominent part of the song from that point yeah. on because like you just it mm-hmm. just punches you and the song's very punchy in general i mean the rhythm itself is mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't help yourself. Ha! Yeah, no, you gotta. Ha! It really sets itself up nicely to do that. Um, the groove is awesome, and what's cool about it is they really lock in, and it's almost tough to even make a mistake during the song. Like you can tell they're just all doing whatever they want to do. Like when that when that stops, the guitar player is playing like a different thing every time because everything's gonna yeah. sound good because you know that that drum and bass are coming right back in to just fill it out and you can tell they're having so much fun yeah it's it's so loose and fun that that's for sure like you could Um, keep jamming this for a while like it i could i could see where they they probably have a take of this it's like a half hour long where they're all just like (laughs) about to pass out like i still got it i got it let's go eight Um, more eight more (laughs) 
but it, it kind of lends itself to like they never want you to take this song seriously i don't think i think they're just having fun they found this groove and he yeah. was like i'm gonna write a fucking fun little situational piece yeah that we can kind of that i can kind of deliver in an absurd way it's just a reason and, to yell lawyers guns and money over and over again well, well yeah because even at the end when it's getting all rocking there's cl- the claps come in. Oh, the claps are great. Oh yeah. And the claps are just like so seventies, and just you could just see them just clapping, and they're like, "Hey, you thought we were about to ro- completely rock out, but these claps are gonna bring it. Let you know that it's still a little absurd." <laughs> the one what's thing going I on here? find funny is every uh, any any band any live version I've seen, the whole band has to do that stomp, like almost the Neil Young, what Jonathan called oh, yeah. Frankenstein, like, Frankenstein. <laughs> like just stomping around. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we should mention that, you know, the at the head of the Frankenstomp is, is Warren Zevon. <laughs> he's doing the hard, he's, he's singing. He's also backing vocals, piano, organ, synthesizer. Jorge Calderon, uh, who was a member of Buckingham Knicks before, he's doing bat harmony backing vocals. Danny Korchner is Korchmar. He's playing guitar and percussion. Return of Russ Kunkel uh, playing drums. He's been on a few songs here. Uh, Jackson Brown is also playing guitar uh, and, and doing backups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Edwards uh, playing the bass. And it says Rick Marota also played drums on this. And the Gentleman Boys, which is Jackson Brown, Jorge Calderon, Kenny Edwards, J.D. Mm-hmm. Souther, and Wadi Wachtel doing back, backing and harmony vocals. I mean, and all of these guys, if you look back to this part time of the 70s, all of these guys did every Like Linda Ronstadt, Jackson Brown, Eagles, like, all these guys played with each other in Southern California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were all good buddies. Like, you can just imagine, Neil, I think you said this was probably recorded live. You can just imagine them all being in the studio. I'm assuming they're doing a lot of coke and just playing this over and over again. And I read a quote where the guy was just like, basically all these bands were just trying to write songs. They'd make an album and be like, all right, which one is Linda Ronstadt going to record? Because she would basically take their song Mm-hmm. make it a giant hit and then they'd become super wealthy yeah more coke more time in the studio <laughs> <laughs> more songs. Repeat, yeah. <laughs> just had to fuel their coke habit yeah let's make amazing songs we need more coke um <laughs> Did not care for Jackson Brown, at, almost at all. You had a you had a revelation. Yeah, you know, actually, it was. Um, I heard him live, and I was like, that guy can play. That guy has a great voice. He can yeah. really play. And but, I guess back in like back in the day, you know, like listen, everything that I grew up like I grew up with, you know, like from Floyd Zeppelin, all these things, and all of a sudden, you switch gears to Jackson Brown, and you're like. It's just it's yeah. it's it's no. too soft. Mm-hmm. It's funny though because I, I was a big Zevon fan, but his soft stuff also it had more of an edge. Like Jackson Brown was super melodic, you know, uh, or like eh, eh, yeah. Safe to say. No. yeah, and like we, didn't do anything for me. But he produced that. it and he did a damn good job. I love it mm-hmm. when the voice is out front and like his voice is way out front on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, yeah, the bass is in there, but they, it's really just a lot of in they a lot of instruments going on with that rhythm but it sounds great and it it all sounds tight tight and loose i guess yeah <laughs> at the same time i think right? i think he has a great voice and that's like his ability his voice mixed with the storytelling is great like again we're supposed to like stick to the song but like i like songs like 
Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner. Like, a lot of people... No. You don't like that song? <laughs> no, it's so boring. Oh, it's I, so good! Lyrically, lyrically, it's it's cool, but the song itself is <laughs> it's not that melodic. It's like... Okay. Song. What is what is this? Rolling in the what? Rolling the headless Thompson Gunner. It's about a, it's a uh, it's a ridiculous song. Like most of his songs, it's about a, a basically a gunner that was killed and came back as a ghost and started mowing people down. Uh, yeah, it's very Edmund Fitzgerald guy. Uh, who is that? You know, uh, we did Gordon one of his songs. Yeah, Lightfoot. It's okay. very like okay. in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, but did, did did you guys watch that video? Did you watch any of the live video, videos of this? I did. Yeah, yeah. He's losing his <laughs> the one, fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> the one from 1980 that I sent to you guys, where it's in black and white, and they are just, God, he just seems so fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, he's still killing it. He looks like animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I'd say every every live version has its own like little nuggets to take away. I watched one on Letterman, where they were playing. The, the guitar player he had was just amazing. He had like this yellow '80s guitar, full on like feathered mullet, and then like one of those loud, awful like a New York Giants sweatshirt, like parachute pants, and just stomping around with the mullet flat flying. Yes, <laughs> just and I amazing. Love it. Oh. I mean, the 70s and 80s, when you could look like that and, and still get laid. Oh, what a time. <laughs> what a time. And you know I, I would have been all over that. Nick's <laughs> oh, like, style. what? Poofy pants and an oversized New York Giants oh. sweatshirt? Man, they had the Zubaz? They had the cutoff shirts back then they're sporting. I can't pull oh, it yeah. off now. Cause... I mean, that was a male halter top <laughs> yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah. Although I doubt any of these guys were doing that. I think it's time we start vibing. And uh, Nick, you got one more shot to, to, to cue us into the vibe time portion, your favorite time of this podcast. Uh, so cue the music in three, two, one. Yeah! <laughs> that was my best Zivon. <laughs> that's that's uh, Nick Zivon right there, Warren Warren Wagen. <laughs> if you, if you saw the right video, there. I did like a little like pulled back on it. Oh, yeah. You got your Elvis thing out. Yeah. Kick, I would have kicked too, but Starting I'm in chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's your song. So when 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 is specifically do you want to hear this? <laughs> um, at 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 two thirty in the morning when the, the party <laughs> is either really going or needs to be kicked up a notch. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, what one or the other? Okay. Okay. That registers. Um. I'm going to go, I mean, 70s theme pool party is perfect for this, but I'm going to say, because this is not quite Yacht Rock, it's like on the way to getting on the yacht. Like, you're on the dock still. (laughs) Dock Rock. Um, That's what I want to hear. Dock Rock. rock. It's Dock Rock. Yeah, it's Dock Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Neil, what you got? Well, um, I thought it was funny that this is, uh, would also be a great song, same as last week, to walk out of a casino as a loser. Um, <laughs> or a strip club as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, but to not repeat myself, I'm going to say leaving for an international vacation as a cautionary tale to not get into this situation. That's, that's true. Going through customs, like I right, remember. Yeah, um, but it's not like a was it broke down kingdom, whatever that or palace or whatever. It's, uh, yeah. it's not like that. Oh, yeah. it's like or um, the midnight uh, 
What's that movie, Midnight? Oh, Midnight Express? Express? Yes. Midnight Express, Ooh. yeah. That's rough. Yeah, Turkish prison, it's, no bueno. Um, it's like that, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and, and speaking of selling drugs in a foreign country, uh, get out soon, Brittany Griner. Um, the, although, no, she was just doing them. She was just doing them. Uh, let's, let's slide under the influence <laughs> and talk about the... <laughs> I don't know how to react to that in Neil's face. <laughs> uh, she... Neil, what, what what do you think the influences of this song uh, are moving forward, etc.? Well, just some contemporary stuff. There's not much that's just like it, but I already mentioned Neil Young stomping around. I could actually see him singing something similar similar to this. Like he has some oh, yeah. kind of tongue in cheek songs. Yeah. It reminds me. Are you of... talking about Needle and the Damage, John? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and just uh, bands that kind of don't take themselves too seriously, like Cake has a little cake in there. Um, I think it does have a Steely Dan kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, and just even the, the groove, the groove of it reminds me of Little Feet. Oh, okay, yeah, I can, I can hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, what you got? I like that, I like the cake. That was, I didn't even, uh, that didn't even register. And then I was like, yeah. Um, you know, I, I said it uh, earlier with uh, Modest Mouse. Um, his voice, mm-hmm. at least his voice. Um, but yeah. there's uh, I can see that I can hear that Elton John and the punchiness of the rhythm. Yeah, uh, Elton John, uh, uh, Joe Walsh. You see some yeah. of that, uh, and the you know James Gang, all that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of funk. I see a lot of that. Yeah, they look like brothers, Joe Walsh and Warren. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, and and, and where, where is Zevon from? Is he from Ohio? Because they could it be. Seems like it. It's uh, a good question. Do we have an internet here? Yes, we do. Chicago. Uh, close enough. Yeah, <laughs> Midwest, Midwestern boys. It's a yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, you're like it's only a ten hour drive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would, I'll, I'll, you know, like you, you guys said. I mean, obviously, there's there's that whole contemporary '70s sound uh, with like a little little Springsteen in there, you know, um, mm-hmm. with that Southern California s- stuff. Uh, but then moving forward, like I mean, a lot of it. I mean, Wilco would be hard to think that they weren't. Have don't have him as an influence like the Jayhawks, Dawes absolutely mm-hmm. um, tries to write songs like this guy now and they're super terrible, um, and even like the Counting Crows a little bit. I hate to I hate to do it to him, but I, I can hear a little a little Counting Crows. Dad, get me and, out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna dub that in <laughs> a version that nobody wanted. <laughs> oh my God! Well, speaking of versions nobody wants, why don't we uh, the three of us climb under the covers for a minute and talk about uh, the covers of this song? Um, I will get us started here. I'll give you my favorite. Uh, honestly, I think Panic does this song the best. Just musically, they match up with what's going on here instrumentally, and his voice sounds great doing it. And then the Hank Jr. version is is funny. Like, <laughs> oh man, it's weird. It's so dry. <laughs> like they turned all the reverb down on everything. It just like uh, it's, it's it, it really. It's just like he makes it. I mean, he makes it his own. You know mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a Hank. He makes it a Hank Jr. song, and it, it's actually a perfect cover for him. Honestly, yeah, yeah. It sounds so, like something he needs. Uh, I'll mention one more. The Meatloaf live mm. is just a shame okay yeah, got out of there quick yeah that uh that i do i don't like that one at all 
what what you got, Nick? Any covers? Oh, Any more covers? Um, you know, I listened to some and nothing really registered. Uh, the meatloaf version, I did not care for. That's the only one that I'm like, you know, I don't really <laughs> care for. But I, I would, if I had to go for, oh, the one I really don't like. The wall. It better be the wallflowers. It's the wallflowers. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not that bad. It's bad. Um, <laughs> it was. I mean, it was a tribute album with his son. He just makes it a little too earnest, like how he's singing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, yeah. It just. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I'm not gonna. It's just it. super wallflowers. <laughs> it's like it went <laughs> yeah, through just like a wallflowers filter, yeah, yeah. and this came out there. Lawyers, like, guns, and money. Yeah. Well, it's like whereas pan, whereas it's a good cover for Panic and Hank Jr. It is not for the wallflowers yeah. or Meatloaf. Or the even, I don't even know how you do it, the more coked up version by Rick Derringer. I didn't, I didn't yeah, listen I didn't, to that I one. I didn't get a chance to listen to it that one. faster and like... Lawyer's got some money. Um, <laughs> I, I need him. Lawyer, got money. I, uh, uh, I listened to the Panic once again. I was impressed. I mean, I, I think with Panic, I don't love the voice, but they really can dig in. They, they really know how to cover a song and put some... Uh, put some muscle behind it you know yeah absolutely um i heard uh or i watched jackson brown and his little band kind of more recently do it i think it's one of the songs he does uh you know when he's having a good time with his I, it looked like it was literally at like o'brien's in santa monica or something i know it, it, it probably was <laughs> um, he does that and uh the one that really jumped the shark no pun intended was jimmy buffett um, <laughs> it's just such a Buffett song already. It's just like, oh god, this is, this is too much. Um, I didn't hear the parrot head version. And then I did it. saw this guy on uh, on YouTube doing it, kind of just solo acoustic, named Josh Daniel, and he was doing all, he did, he did basically a loop of the kind of the main jam, and then was kind of picking around, singing it, doing a good job. It's funny because he looked like Jackson. We'll, we'll see if we'll see if Josh Daniel can live up to Josh Bond's cover we'll see. here in a minute. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> the, let the competition begin. Um, speaking of competitions, why don't we talk about how the shoe fits, whether it fits, etc. Nick, it's your tune, so how does the shoe fit for Lawyers, Guns, and Money? Oh, it fits so well. So, so well. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. It's, Speechless. Uh, I mean, Where's this that? is disco stew with the dead goldfish. <laughs> From the Simpsons. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> oh, classic. That's what I have. <laughs> the dead goldfish. <laughs> oh, that makes perfect sense. Um, I, I, I'm going to stick with my uh, theme that I got here. It, it, it's like a brand new boat shoe, but like suede in like a fun color, like red or orange or yellow or red something. Red suede boat but, shoes? Yeah. Still on the dock. We haven't even gotten on a boat. <laughs> yeah, you got to switch just... to the other shoes when you get onto the yeah. boat. Yeah, 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 just the dog, the walk up, the walk up shoes. The walk up, yeah. That seems like something Warren Zevon would do. <laughs> like I need my, can't go a step forward. I need my dock shoes. <laughs> yeah, and I need, I need, I need these to be able to get wet now. Uh, <laughs> Neil, what, what, what you got? Um, yeah, the shoe fits well, um, but it's out of place. It's like, uh, I can only assume in this song, he's like on the run for days or weeks in dress shoes. They're all fucked up. He's got blisters. Mm. But yeah, we're, just. We're, just uh, like running a marathon in dress shoes. A money, a muddy <laughs> p- penny loafer. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, Nick, uh, it's been a pleasure having you, man. I, I, we hope you've had a good time here on Podgave Rock. I've had a blast. Thank you so yeah, much, guys. It was, a, it was a good run. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe have you on again next year or something like that. That would be great. Um, and I want to hear some more Zevon. From and, uh, and well, uh, on that note, our cover of Warren Zevon, Lawyers, Guns, and Money. The cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thank you for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Neil's week. Neil, what are we talking about? We're going to touch the reins down in Africa. Can't wait! <laughs>